What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Nick and Bush coming at you with your weekly dose of DFS content. As always, I'll be talking about FanDuel, my favorite FanDuel picks, FanDuel lineup strategy, all that good stuff. Nick, of course, will be talking about DraftKings. If we're ready to roll. Nick, how you doing? Yeah, doing good, man. Uh, excited to talk some DFS. Uh, sometimes it's nice to just get into football, get into DFS, uh, get into uh, just looking at potential green and making that money. So uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm actually making some right now as we're, uh, we're currently recording this as the Jets and Broncos game is on right now. And I, I decided to do a showdown slate for no reason other than I, there's no way I would have watched this game had I not done something. And uh, I actually made some money. I had, uh, I know you say never to play kickers, but the Jets kickers kind of cashing out right now. <laughs> I needed to save some money somewhere. So I put them down. Well, I, I actually, uh, I'm actually making money on the slate too, but I'm not playing the Jets kicker. I have McManus in my lineup, so I also have a kicker. This is one of those rare uh, games in general, the Jets-Broncos. It's just ugly, so playing a kicker is okay. And uh, yeah, I'm in the green, so congrats to both of us. Yeah, cool. All right, so we're going to hit the intro, and then we'll see you guys on the other side. All right, before we get into the actual DFS content, as I mentioned on the Start Sit Show on Wednesday, we have a new official sponsor, Jock Market. They're sponsoring this video. And um, basically with Jock Market, if you're not familiar with it, it's a new, an all new way to play daily fantasy. Uh, with Jock Market, spelled Jock MKT, uh, daily fantasy sports become a stock exchange, which is exactly why me and Danny felt that they'd be a great sponsor for us because they kind of mesh well with what we talk about in terms of fantasy sports. So let me tell you how it works. In the stock market, there's something called an IPO, an initial public offering when stocks are first uh, offered to the public. Each NFL Sunday, the same exact thing happens. Whatever stock you like, maybe it's your favorite player, maybe it's a guy you just have a gut feeling is going to be awesome that week, you can bid on them. Say you think Hunter Henry is going to do really well against the Buccaneers like I do, for example. $10 gets you a share of Hunter Henry. You can sell him at halftime after he's got 60 yards and a touchdown for $15 or whatever. It's all user to user traded. You buy and sell shares of players with other users in real time, which means you can buy low on guys early. You can buy low on guys at half. You can sell high, all that kind of good stuff. You make money every hour, every minute, every second of every game. Daily contests are live, not just for the <clears throat> NFL, but for NBA and PGA as well. Take control of your fantasy sports experience. Right now is the easiest time to play also. Before the Sharps catch on, right now they currently have some bots trading to help regulate the market. Download now in the App Store, Android coming very soon. All right, so into the um, FanDuel and DraftKings content of this show. FanDuel, decisions of the week, um, to play or not to play. Uh, so I'll have this on the screen right now, but these are um, PFF's highest projected ownership per FanDuel. Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, DK Metcalf, Joe Mixon, Mike Davis, and DeAndre Hopkins are among the highest uh, projected ownership for FanDuel. So um, what are your kind of big decisions that you find looming this week uh, in terms of DraftKings? Uh, yeah, so we'll kind of run over them as we go. I think obviously the Kamara-Zeke decision on DraftKings is not as easy. Like on FanDuel, you can probably get both of them in. Uh, on DraftKings, it's not so easy to just fit both. Uh, and also there is a lot of like, uh, like Mike Davis is 5,700, Joe Mixon is 5,800, and D David Johnson is 5,600. All those guys are heavily in play, and uh, they're all so close. There's going to be decisions to be made with them. 
there is a potential decision at quarterback between Cam Newton and Deshaun Watson. They're uh, both 200 apart. I think both are awesome plays. I'm leaning Cam Newton. We'll get into that later. Uh, yeah, I, I would say those are the big decisions. Of course, at wide receiver, we have another pretty big mid-range on DraftKings like we did last week. Uh, really, and it's funny, it's the same names. It's Tyler Lockett, it's DK Metcalf, it's Amari Cooper. They didn't bump the prices or anything. I mean, Tyler Lockett's 7K, DK 6,800, and uh, Amari Cooper 6,700. So I know Amari didn't smash last week, but he paid off value. Uh, Lockett smashed, DK smashed. So yeah, I think that's another decision point once again. You forgot my guy last week that you weren't on, but I was like, Cooper Cup's going to smash. Cooper Cup's in my, yep. uh, in my uh, stuff this in this slate, and we'll get to hear him at one of our, our other segments. So into the quarterback position, uh, top of the top, the Gabagools. Um, Lamar Jackson, I have as the uh, my favorite play, at least on FanDuel. On FanDuel, it's a, in general, it's easier to pay up at quarterback, but especially this week, I think, with uh, the wide receiver position being so strong in terms of the value and the uh, – uh, the middle uh, middle class, I think you can actually afford to get both Alvin Kamara or Zeke Elliott and Dalvin Cook, like those top tier running backs, as well as a top tier quarterback, because I think the wide receivers and tight ends in general are just kind of uh, values this week. So Lamar Jackson at 9,600, uh, Russell Wilson at 9,000 and uh, Josh Allen at 8,600. A lot of these top tier guys have great matchups and they all have sky high ceilings as we've seen in the past. I think Lamar Jackson pissed off against a, a run defense that could not stop Hunt and Chubb for the life of them is not going to end well for the Washington football team. Russ and Allen are just on a war path against bad, uh, going up against bad pass defenses. I like all three of these guys. Yeah, uh, Lamar and Russ are the top plays on DK as well when you're talking about that top tier. Uh, I don't know if you can get there on DK, but on FanDuel in general, I think it's a good move to pay up for quarterback. So uh, I, I completely on board with that, especially Lamar. I think he's going to come back and have just like a, like a fuck you week. Mm -hmm. um, and so in general, I just, yeah, I think I, I would never really want to bet against him. Last week is the anomaly, not what he's going to do moving forward. And yeah, Russell Wilson is Russell Wilson. So Wow, Melvin Gordon just housed a huge run in this game. Nice. He's my captain, so it's great. <laughs> not my captain. Judy was my captain, so mm. not oh, great. Well. Anyway, so on to the middle grade, the uh, 91 octanes here. I have one guy and one guy only, and he's in both of my lineups that I've made thus far, and that's Deshaun Watson, 7,800 on FanDuel. The Vikings' pass defense is, is reeling, basically. Uh, Watson's in for a bounce back to remind people that he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Um, and I think the, the two receivers that Watson has are great stacks uh, for him in uh, GPP, in my opinion. I think if Fuller plays, I, I know he's kind of got health question marks right now, but Cooks especially, him and uh, Watson are in uh, both my GPP lineups right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll talk about Cooks a little bit later on DraftKings. Really like him, but uh, I agree once again with Deshaun Watson, mid-range. He's 6,600 on DraftKings. Going against Minnesota, that's just a great play. Deshaun Watson's a great quarterback. Uh, my favorite play, though, in that range on DraftKings is Cam Newton at 6,400. Kansas City Chiefs is a great game script for him. He has gotten tons of rushing attempts. He's got 12 red zone attempts, four rushing touchdowns. Last week was definitely a down week, uh, but I, I sense a bounce back, and I just sense like a really big high-scoring game here. So uh, I love Cam Newton at 6,400. Yeah, Cam was the other guy I was kind of torn between in this range as well. Um, at the value, another guy that I kind of see is like, this is the guy to play if you're going to play a value quarterback. To me, it's Baker Mayfield. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick's a popular name as well, but I, I don't know why I have this weird gut feeling that it's going to be a Fitz tragic game. I don't know why. I just, because we're all on board. Oh yeah, Fitzpatrick is just, 
is going to be great because he was great against Jacksonville. I just feel like he's going to disappoint. We might even see Tua in this one. Like, I, don't, I just feel like it's going to be bad. Anyway, Baker Mayfield, 7,000 on FanDuel. Second most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks is what the Cowboys defense is allowing. Baker's also just playing much better. He has, uh, I tweeted this out um, uh, earlier today, but his offensive line ranks in, top, in the top six in both pass blocking and run blocking this year, which is not something you definitely could not say about them last year. And uh, obviously he has the efficient run game in front of him and the play action game has been working for him. I could see him having like, obviously he's not going to have like a, the, like a 60 pass attempt game. Like some people are capable of having, but I could, I could see him having a 300 yard passing day and three touchdowns uh, in what's going to be a, a positive game script against the Cowboys. Yeah. I like uh, Baker potentially uh, on in tournaments. He's going to have really low ownership. Dallas is a great team to have a quarterback against. Uh, my value quarterback is Teddy Two Gloves. He's 5,600 on DraftKings. I would not touch him in cash, but I love him in GPPs if you're going to pay down. Two fast-paced teams, Carolina, Carolina and Arizona, they're just going to throw a lot. There's going to be a lot of plays ran and a lot of potential to uh, basically rack up a bunch of fantasy points, which is clearly what we want. So you have a clear person to stack Teddy Two Gloves with. You could even stack him with Mike Davis and DJ Moore if you wanted to get really weird. And uh, I would be totally fine with that. Run it back with Nuke or something like that. So anyways, yeah, I love uh, Teddy Two Gloves this week. Yeah, I definitely uh, – I don't dislike that one at all. The only thing that makes me a little hesitant is the Cardinals' pass defense has looked a bit better than they have in the past, but obviously the, the pace kind of makes up for that. Usually when – that kind of nukes everything. Like if you have a fat, like two fast-paced teams, usually like defense goes out the window at that point. Anyway, uh, if you guys enjoyed this video thus far, make sure you hit the button that looks like this. Comment any of your thoughts down below and subscribe to the channel if you're new. I always forget to say that early in the video, so I figure I'd say that now. Um, running back position, the top guys, uh, we actually have, I mean, what we have one of the same guys, Alvin Kamara is clearly the top play. I think he's probably going to be the highest owned, uh, guy considering, I think on FanDuel, he's not even the highest priced, uh, dude. Uh, he's 8,800 on FanDuel. And I think, uh, Dalvin cook is the other guy that I really like on FanDuel as well. Who's 8,700. I think it's worth trying to get both of these guys into your cash lineups. And I think they're virtual locks for 20 plus fantasy points in the games that they're in going up against two of the bottom six run defenses in terms of fantasy points allowed to the running back position in Houston and Detroit. I think both of these guys are just going to go off. Yeah, I love Kamara, but everyone loves Kamara. It's for a good reason. He's 8K on DraftKings. And uh, even if Michael Thomas plays or he doesn't play, Alvin Kamara is just a great player. And uh, I'm planning on having him in my lineup basically no matter what. Zeke at 7,800 also is a great play. Uh, if I'm going to pick between the two right now, I'm leaning Kamara just because Detroit is just, uh, they're a sieve when it comes to run defense and him coming out of the backfield. Drew Brees is not the guy he used to be and checking it down to Kamara to try and see what he can do is just kind of what's going on. Dallas has so many options, which is great for opening up lanes for Zeke, but because they have so many options, they can spread it around a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's going to get a bunch of touches. Zeke is a great play, but it's just like when I'm comparing these two, and it's the Detroit Lions. I'm going to side with Kamara this week, I think. Yeah, my only, my own, the only way I see Kamara like disappointing is if Latavius just vultures the goal line carries or something. Like, cause, like I think Latavius could have a decent game on the ground as well. Cause as you mentioned, the Lions run defense just terrible. Anyway, yeah. to the, the middle grade guys, and this is one of the guys that I actually really like this week is uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire at 7,400. The reason I like him, it's a little bit narrative y, I guess, but. Um, he's projected for pretty low ownership. So that's part of the reason I like him for GPPs and he is currently in both of my GPP lineups. 
I think the New England shuts down your top option thing is real. We saw it with Darren Waller last week and Josh Jacobs. And I think what they're going to do is try and take away Travis Kelsey, Kelsey either way with uh, either with Stephon Gilmore or they're going to like bracket uh, Tyree Kill and put Gil or I don't, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think Gilmore is going to be on one of either Hill or Kelsey and then Jonathan Jones plus like a safety um, shadow or whatever is going to be on the other. And I think Clyde Edwards Hilaire racks up a lot of receptions, maybe has uh, lighter boxes than he usually has. So I, I actually really like Clyde Edwards Hilaire this week as well as uh, Kenyon Drake. I know he, he, he's projected to be higher ownership, but I mean, he has a great matchup again this week. I know he didn't really perform last week uh, to everyone's standards, but he, I, I mean, he's still in a great spot this week against Carolina. Yeah. I like those calls. Honestly, for my mid tier this week, I kind of skipped what you would technically call mid tier for running backs. And I just wrote, went all the way down to 5,800 at Joe Mixon. Uh, and then also Mike Davis at 5,700 and David Johnson at 5,600. That's the big decision point outside of that Camara Zeke uh, discussion on DraftKings. And they're all three in pretty good smash spots, honestly. I know Joe Mixon has been a huge letdown this year, but against Jacksonville at 5,800, eventually I just feel like the talent and the overall player is going to break through. And it does scare me a little bit because of such high ownership projected. It's just like, are we getting our hopes up when we really haven't seen it yet? But I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm really liking Joe Mixon. David Johnson with no Duke Johnson has been getting ton of a ton of work. He's looked much better than he has the last couple of years. And honestly, he's 5,600 going against the Vikings. There's not really much else that needs to be said. And last but not least, Mike Davis showed me a lot last week. Uh, I'm starting him on a lot of my dynasty rosters. 5,700, in my opinion, is way too cheap. He stepped into not the CMC role, but kind of the CMC role. They yeah. threw him a lot of passes. He got a lot of touches and he scored touchdowns. So Mike's he, at 5,700, he feels like the biggest no brainer out of all these guys, especially going against Arizona. Like I know Arizona's defense been, has been better, but I just love fast pace is what I'm more about. And I love the idea of a lot of plays. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, I don't know if that's, I actually can't see your game that you're attacking, but that might be it based on the sounds of what you're talking about. But um, I want to hear what your reaction is on this trade, because I just did this in my big money redraft league. And I got roasted pretty hard for it. So let's just hear your reaction. I traded Aaron Jones for Joe Mixon and AJ Brown. Um, I don't think it's, it's terrible. It's risky. Yeah, it's, it's risky. Yeah, it's risky. I don't think it's terrible though. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones has been playing great. I mean, really you're just kind of banking on Joe Mixon uh, being the guy that we want him to be. It's tough though. Like in a couple of my leagues, I have Joe Mixon and I was so thankful. Like where I got him, I couldn't believe it. But it's been tough because I start him every week and it's just mm -hmm. been shit every week. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, hopefully it gets better for both of us. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. Joe Mixon, I was never on the side that Joe Mixon had like top eight upside like a lot of people did. But I, I did think Joe Mixon was going to hover around where Nick Chubb is all the time, like kind of RB8 <clears> to 12 range. And I think he can get back there. And anyone who watched this channel knows how much I love AJ Brown. And that's why I traded for him. Um, yeah. Okay, so on to the values at the running back position. Um, I'm ready to get hurt again uh, and say Ronald Jones for 5,600. The reason I say this is because Leonard Fournette is projected to miss this game with an ankle injury. And if anyone knows anything about Leonard Fournette's injury history, they know that ankles have been a huge problem for him going back to his days at LSU. And I mean, I don't want to say buy low on Ronald Jones because he's kind of just like, I, I feel like the Ronald Jones owner probably doesn't even want him. So you might be able to get him for nothing, but he's someone I'm willing to like throw a biscuit at. If you have like JK Dobbins or something, that's like not really working out right now. 
maybe you throw him at the Ronald Jones owner and see if they want to swap upside running backs because Leonard Fournette having an ankle injury is bad news for Leonard Fournette owners, unfortunately, because this is something he dealt with in 2018, the whole season in Jacksonville, where he was just on and off the injury report all the time. And I think Ronald Jones is a solid play this week against the Chargers defense uh, with Leonard Fournette out of the game. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not going to the Ronald Jones well. He's just not the kind of guy I usually go for. But in general, there's not much value, so I don't totally blame you for that. I was kind of grasping at straws here. The cheapest guy I could really find that I would want to play, and he's only 600 cheaper than David Johnson, so I wouldn't do this, is Miles Gaskin. He's 5K. Uh, I don't expect another 27-touch performance from Miles Gaskin. He's going against Seattle this week, though, so there is potential for a lot of points, which could mean you know potential for passes caught. Uh, even though he's not necessarily their full-blown pass catcher. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, I just kind of had to come up with someone. So I put Miles Gaskin down for 5K. Uh, I would just try and get to David Johnson at 5,600. Yeah, it's not a great week for value running backs. We've kind of like learned that like the guys we thought were great values, like Antonio Gibson or whatever, like carry a lot more risk than we thought. And uh, hopefully for the sake of every share that I have of Antonio Gibson, which is probably every redraft league I'm in, um, he gets back on track, but yeah. So the value or sorry, uh, onto the wide receiver position at the top end, I feel like it's only one guy that I'm willing to pay up for. And it's Deandre Hopkins at 8,700. Yep. As you mentioned, the, the fast paced game, I think Dante Jackson's hurt to be honest, who's the only like half decent corner on the Panthers. Rasul Douglas has been playing. Okay. But like, honestly, like none of them are going to cover Deandre Hopkins. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's the guy I'm going for. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is this year. My, this year's Michael Thomas. Uh, no one said that yet that I've heard, but it's 100% the truth. Yeah. You can pay for him every week this year. It doesn't matter his matchup. It doesn't matter. Kyler just throws him the ball. Somehow, he's even better off this year than he was last year. And in the years past, he proved me wrong and all of us wrong. And he said, fuck you. And DeAndre Hopkins kicks ass. That's what I have to say. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I know some people were really wrong on DeAndre Hopkins. I know some people had them ranked out, had him ranked outside their like top fifteen going into the year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't going like that, that far. I have him like I had him like like wide receiver eight or something. I was just lower on him. I was like, ah, I don't know, like transition, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, he's definitely proving to be a target hog, number one stud receiver that he's been pretty much his whole career. And actually. Yeah. Now that we think about it, maybe his inconsistencies at times was due to Deshaun Watson because we're seeing it with Deshaun Watson right now without him. And uh, yeah, so onto the mid tier of receivers. And you mentioned this is kind of the honeypot. And I agree because a lot of these guys are in my lineups. Uh, Tyler Lockett at 7,500 on FanDuel and uh, Cooper Cup at 7,200 on FanDuel are my main cash plays as well as Adam Thielen at 7,100. I like all these guys. They're all in great matchups. They all play for pretty good offenses. Like I just, this is the tier of receivers that is looking the best so far this year, to be honest, but especially this week. Yeah. Uh, so for me this week in my cash lineup, I'm looking to probably play one of these three guys and it's going to be my big decision point. And that is kind of what I mentioned earlier. It's Lockett, it's DK, it's Amari. They're all within $300 of each other. And I don't want to play two of them in my cash lineup. It's not that kind of week. I'm not trying to stack it up again. But I got to pick one, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards Amari. I'm also in consideration as Adam Thielen at 6,600 going against Houston. I really like his spot in general. So though, that's kind of my big decision is like which 65 to 7K receiver am I going to play to pair with the two value receivers that I'm going to talk about here shortly. 
Yeah, for sure. I definitely like those guys. And another, another guy that I really like is, is Mike Evans and GPP only not probably in cash games because we've seen his kind of inconsistencies, but my, like Casey Hayward is not really someone you should be scared of right now. Like the way he's been playing the past couple, like shadow matchups that he's had have not been good. And Chris Godwin is going to miss this game. And we saw in week two when Chris Godwin was out, Mike Evans was heavily targeted and I could see a big game for Mike Evans and Mike Evans is just traditionally, if you're in a tournament lineup, he's definitely the type of guy that you want to be paying up for. If you're going to pay up for someone, because he can give you 150 yards and three touchdowns. Like it's in his uh, range of outcomes. And we've, I mean, he already has three, like four touchdowns on the year, three touchdowns on the year right now. So we, we can definitely see him have a high ceiling. Yeah. I don't mind Mike Evans and GPP. Yeah. All right. So into the values, um, CD lamb at 5,600 kind of stands out to me. I don't know why he's not being moved up in price. To be honest, he seems like he's been at the same price point, like the whole season. Uh, and then as I teased before, Brandon cooks at 5,300 is in both of my lineups because I have Deshaun Watson in both of them. And I actually really like his outlook as well, especially if, uh, Fuller is out. Yeah. So two of my favorite plays this week, um, and the value department and just in general to start off as DJ Moore at 5,600, that's just too cheap for someone who's as good as he is. I know Patrick Peterson is potentially there. I know Arizona's defense has been better in general, but him and Teddy two gloves are building that connection. And yeah, I just think 5,600 in a fast paced game environment is awesome. Uh, and my favorite, favorite play is Brandon cooks who you mentioned. He's 4,500 on DraftKings. That is super cheap. If Will Fuller doesn't play, that's great. If he does play, that's still great with me. They're going against the Minnesota Vikings, and they are even worse than we thought they were going to be. With their guys that they opted out before the season and the guys that left in free agency from their secondary, like they are a, they are a joke uh, of a defense, and we're seeing it more and more. And I, I can see Brandon Cooks. He's one of those guys that doesn't have much going on. And finally, he's off the injury port. So at 4,500, I just – I feel it. He's going to be chalky, but I'm going to be eating the chalk because I think he's fire. And uh, just an honorable mention, this is a guy for potential GPPs as well, uh, is OBJ at 5,600. Dallas is a great game environment. We have set we saw last week the kind of blow-up games that we can see. It is concerning that I saw the video with Baker Mayfield having to go up to him and say, be patient. Your time is coming. You know, like when he threw a touchdown to his tight end. Like that just seems fucked up. It's like, dude, just, just get over yourself, OBJ. I fucking hate you. But, but this week is a good week potentially to start him at 5,600 in a great game environment uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. And on the point of DJ Moore, actually, what, what the Panthers have done is when he's had a shadow matchup, a tough shadow matchup, they've moved him into the slot more often. And it's weird because you think, at least when I, when I initially thought DJ Moore would be like a 45, 50% slot share guy all the time, but it's only been when he has a tough matchup, which is smart for Matt Rule, obviously. When you have a, um, when he had Carlton Davis on him in week two, he played more snaps in the slot. It makes sense, right? So Sweet. Um, I definitely yeah. like the call on DJ Moore. Um, Anthony Miller is one guy I'm actually liking in GPP because uh, going back to the offseason, I talked about Anthony Miller and, and Nick Foles' propensity to use slot receivers going back to his days with Nelson Aguilar in Philadelphia. And we saw when Nick Foles came into the game, against Atlanta, he was heavily used by Nick Foles. So I actually don't mind the play of Anthony Miller. I think it's, it's probably not going to be a very highly owned play, which is kind of the reason I like it. It's not really something I'm, I'm thinking it's, oh, it's like a smash. And it's like, there's guys like Cooks and Lamb are like around the same price point. So it is pretty risky. And then Justin Jefferson as well, also another GPP play. I don't really want to chase the points that he put up last week, but he is going up against Waldo, as I like to call him, and Vernon Hargraves. 
as his primary matchup this week. So I think if he's going to do it again, he it, it's very likely going to happen because of Vernon Hargraves. Yeah, yeah, I think those are uh, pretty good calls, actually. All right, so on to the tight end position. This is a guy that's just, if you can get him into your lineup, I think this is the locked and loaded tight end one on the week for me, pretty easily to me. And uh, that's Mark Andrews at 7,400 going up against the Washington football team. As I mentioned with Kelsey, I, like he's going up against the Patriots, and I, I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to allow him to have a big game. So I don't really want to play Travis Kelsey if I can help it. Mark Andrews going up against the Washington football team. We've already kind of talked about it. Like Lamar Jackson just got kind of embarrassed on, on national, telev- uh, national television. So I think, and Andrews for that matter too, because he dropped a couple passes as well. I think they're just going to come out and torch these guys. Yeah, I think that's a great call. Honestly, I mean, my top tight end, I went with Kelsey just because I think Kelsey's so good. I think they're going to find ways to get him open. I mean, Tyreek's only 6,900 this week, which I really like. Uh, and I think he's the kind of guy that can beat Gilmore. But uh, I just I like Kelsey this week if I'm going to pay up, which I'm just probably not uh, on DraftKings because it doesn't work well. But on FanDuel, I think that's a good call, and I do like Mark Andrews a lot. Yeah, I actually don't mind Darren Waller as well. I think he has a pretty good matchup also. I think also his um, his ownership might take a hit after last week, everyone kind of thinking he was wow. untouchable and then getting clamped wow. by the Patriots. Actually, so, I mean, Darren Waller on DraftKings, I put into my mid-tier. I'm going to be talking about him shortly. Uh, I'll just talk about him now. He's 5,200 on DraftKings, and uh, Buffalo has been kind of, like, notoriously a bad matchup last year. They've been good, or they've been terrible against tight ends. Yeah, well, well, and they work him out in the slot a lot, just like Gusecki, and we saw Gusecki blow up against Mm -hmm. the Buffalo uh, Bills. So Darren Waller is looking like actually a really good play. The thing is, is he's projected to be the highest owned tight end on the DK slate by Roto Grinders. So, I mean, take that for what you will, but I I actually love Darren Waller. He's probably my favorite tight end right now on DraftKings. Yeah. He's a bit more expensive on FanDuel. Maybe that's why his ownership was less when I was looking at it, but uh, yeah. yeah, So the mid tier of tight ends to me, this is the guy that's in all my lineups and that's Tyler Higby at 6k. Uh, the, the Giants are how you say not good at pass defense. And the one good piece they do have is James Bradbury and he'll be on Robert Woods, which is why I like Cup and Higby so much as the secondary options in the passing off. Not really secondary options, but because Woods is going to see the tough corner, I think these two guys are going to have good games. And we saw that last time uh, Woods had Darius Slay on him against the Eagles. Higby had three touchdowns. So I think Higby at 6K is a pretty uh, pretty safe play in cash, and I actually don't mind him for GPP as well. And then Mike Kosicki at 5,700. So uh, I'm also a pretty big fan of as well. I'm always scared of playing Rams tight ends in cash. It's just, I don't know. It's something <laughs> I have. Like, I just can't do it. I think maybe because I like Gerald Everett. Even He's been terrible, but I just, I, I never They've feel They've played 80% of 11 personnel, eh? Yeah, I just I just never feel safe with Higby. I don't know. I think he's a great player. I just never feel safe with him. My okay, so my other mid tier outside of Darren Waller is TJ Hawkinson. He's forty eight hundred going against the Saints. Uh, actually, in my cash lineup, even though I like Waller a little bit more, uh, Hawkinson is in there right now. This week is kind of different. Like normally, I don't ever like to pay over four K for a tight end on DraftKings. I like to kind of keep it low, but with the two kind of 5k running backs and Brandon cooks and just kind of the way the shape is the, the slate is potentially looking a guy like Hawkinson fits into the lineup really well. And I actually really like the matchup against the new Orleans saints. Yeah. The saints defense has been pretty garbage against tight ends and mainly because Bad. of uh, Malcolm Jenkins being kind of washed up at this point in his career. But I'm trying to yeah. find this tweet right now. I saw someone tweet out the stat lines of the new Orleans saints 
Um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson has not been good as a safety in coverage either. So yeah, that's uh, I, yeah, that's pretty wild because like I know he was um, he was really good as a rookie uh, in terms of being used as like a nickel or whatever. But yeah, I can't seem to find the tweet. Anyway, I I do I definitely agree on the uh, on the TJ Hawkinson front. My value at tight end, I think this is a guy that. I mean, he's a huge name, so maybe he will be high-owned. But uh, Rob Gronkowski, the reason I like Gronk this week is because he played nearly all of the snaps last week after um, reporters coming out and pestering the fucking Bucks coaching staff being like, how come Gronk's not being used? He's such a like high-profile player, and he's not being used. Anyway, he came out and played nearly all the snaps. He ran twice as many routes as O.J. Howard. O.J. Howard only played 30 snaps to Gronk's like 64. So... I think at 5,200, it's worth the risk with Gronk, especially with Godwin out. Maybe he gets, and Godwin's like a huge part of the red zone offense. Maybe Gronk gets lucky and gets uh, a touchdown. And he would have had one last week had Brady not missed him on like the back of the end zone. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good call, actually. Um, my value tight end is, uh, I'm going back to the well with this one, with my boy Logan Thomas. Yeah, he's on my list 3,500. The guy just gets fucking targets. He just hasn't had a huge breakout week. It's going down. I'm going to keep playing him every week. Probably not in cash, but I'm going to keep playing him in GPPs because he's going to have a monster fucking game. Uh, I know he had a pretty nice game in general, like based on expectations early on, but just eight and nine targets. Last week wasn't that great, but this week's the one versus Baltimore. I can feel it. Logan Thomas, my boy, 3,500. Yeah, I had him listed for 4,900 on FanDuel, and I also had Dalton Schultz listed at 4,900 just because, you know, Cowboys, they throw a lot and they score a lot of points. So Dalton Schultz is usually a good play against the Browns, who are pretty bad against tight ends as well. Um, game of the weeks. All right, so I feel like neither of – did any of us go with the traditional game of the week? Because there's one very obvious answer, and well, if you have it, you can say it. Well, I wrote down – so my game of the week is that Carolina-Arizona game, but I wrote down actually the Browns-Cowboys for the high total uh, just to kind of say it like that's kind of the obvious one. If you're looking at a high total game, it's a total of 56. Dallas is always going to be a good team to target, and they also target the other team well because they have a great offense. Um, there's just a lot of good plays, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of similar to last week. But I guess now that I'm rolling, I'll just kind of go into like my actual favorite game. It's a little more under the radar is, I guess, not under the radar, but I, I love it. It's Arizona, Carolina. I've talked about it a lot. I love the plays in there. I love that it's fast paced. I love that both teams have the potential to get out there and like throw the ball around and kind of like run a lot of pl plays. And um, I don't know. I just see a lot of potential for fantasy points. Yeah, actually, the, the chalk one that I was thinking of that no, none, neither of us picked was Seahawks and, and Dolphins because of Russ being just on this danger mm. tour. And I know a lot of people are big on Devontae Parker this week and like um, running it back with Fitzpatrick and all that kind of stuff. So I thought one of us might have picked that, that game. My game, mm. as I teased earlier, is actually the Vikings and the Texans. Uh, it's yeah. going to high uh, over under as well, 53 and a half. Give me the over in that game. I think it's going to definitely smash that. I like a lot of the pieces in this game as well. I think it'll be a, a relatively close game script. So I don't think it's like utterly crazy to, to stack um, a lot of uh, Texans pass catchers and, and uh, Deshaun Watson and run it back with Dalvin cook even, because I think this game is not going to be a blowout for either side, in my opinion. And I think uh, what I currently have in my lineup is Watson fuller cooks with Thielen and running it back. So I, I really, I really do like this game. I think it's going to be a high scoring one because the Vikings just have proven time and time again, that they cannot cover anyone. And same goes for the Texans, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, I like that game. We've talked about a lot of their players like Thielen, like cooks, like Watson, uh, David Johnson. So yeah, good call on that one. There's a good total too. I think it's 54. It was a game I was looking at. 
Um, so yeah, my stack of the week is Mahomes to Tyreek. We haven't talked much about these guys, but really it's just like when it comes to stacks, I mean, I, I try and just basically say something that we haven't already talked about. Um, so Tyreek is 6,900. That's the main reason I want to talk about this stack. He is super, that's cheap for Tyreek Hill. 6,900 oh, yeah. is potential for a big blow up. Uh, Gilmore is a great cornerback, the best in the league, but I mean, there is a hundred percent a chance that Tyreek can get around him. Uh, and yeah, I just, uh, I like the stack, but you never, you can never go wrong with Patty Mahomes. Yep. I, uh, I already teased both of these stacks already. So kind of just brush through them, but Watson cooks fuller. That's, that's my stack I'm running with. And I also really like, as I mentioned before, Jared Goff, Cooper cup, Tyler Higby, if you can fit those guys in as well, I think, uh, those are destined for some fantasy points. Uh, who is your lock of the week? Uh, Alvin Kamara. So I think he's going to be a lot of people's lock of the week, but if I'm going to push the chips on in on one guy, it's going to be Alvin Kamara. I'm not afraid of the Latavius vulture. I am all in on Kamara busting down the lion's walls and just beating them down to the ground. 8k baby. How did we do on our locks last week? Not great, right? I had Amari and Amari paid off. He didn't like smash, but I mean, he had, uh, 18 I think I had points. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, mine was Amari Cooper and, uh, let's see. And yeah. And then Lockett was week one for me or not Lockett. Uh, DeAndre Adams, Devontae yes. Adams. Yeah, there Jesus. you go. <laughs> not DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Lock yeah, of the week. Cooper. If I were to go with a traditional, like, who's my lock? Like, who am I not putting my lineups without? It's Dalvin Cook. Personally, I think Dalvin Cook is going to go absolutely crazy in this game. But if I want to go a little bit more out there, I'm going to say my lock of the week is Cooper Cup. Because I think, I, I mean, it, it played out last week with, nice. with Robert Woods seeing a lot of Tredavious White. Cooper Cup had a good game as a result. Robert Woods actually had a pretty solid game too. But um, yeah, I actually really like Cooper Cup uh, this week as well. So um, that's it, everyone. If you guys enjoyed, as I mentioned, hit the button that looks like this. Comment any of your thoughts down below. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Hit the bell icon so you're notified anytime we go live before we do it before every primetime game and uh, before Sunday morning as well. And then... Uh, yeah, and you'll just be notified anytime we post videos as well. So, um, Nick, you got anything to say before we get out of here? Nah, have a good week. Let's all uh, end up in the green. Yeah, for sure. Peace out, guys.